in high school was kind of a reject, but found a friend who introduced him to freestyling and really got into freestyling. Cyphers. Yeah. <laughs> he's a nerd about the Three Kingdoms oh, era. Yeah, he's the, mm-hmm. the history buff. Yep. Like they even make a few jokes about it. Like Kung Ming will mention something, and that guy comes like chibi sprinting, just <laughs> slams his hands on the desk. Are we talking about the Three Kingdoms in here? <laughs> it's like me with feet. No, that's pink. Hey, yo, you trying to watch Akabe Sailor Uniform? I got a review on it. Don't listen to it. Just watch it. Trust me, it's great. It was a really good anime. Like, we'll sit here and talk about it, and we'll try to hype this up. I ain't gonna do that, though. Yeah, especially when it comes to, like, it being really centered around music and stuff. Like, we can't do that part justice, so it's really on the viewers to go and just watch the, the anime and just listen to the amazing music in it. Yeah. Ballin' ass rap, great singing from Aiko, just all around, just amazing. It's cool. I feel like with Tacked Off Destiny, we really dove into like the mechanics and uh, terminologies and history of music, and then this one, it's more like uh, the feeling and the vibe exactly. and the spirituality of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's how music affects people instead of like how people can make music. Yeah, we're becoming quite musical over here. Yeah, even my farts start and sound better. My, my crescendos are becoming more full. I'm um, crescendoing. Oh, don't. Mom! This is huge. Like, I really liked this way more than I expected. I thought I was just going to watch it for silly little laughs. Like, haha, funny. Chinese man speaks Japanese. Like, <laughs> I ended up leaving going, wow, I hope all of them get famous and get the clout they deserve. I hope that they can make world peace happen through music. I hope so, too. Creepy Kome, everybody. Uh, Buenos dias. What's grappling hook? No. <laughs> <laughs> Buenos dias. Peripi Kome. Buenos dias. Uh, Carpe diem. What's grappling hook, everybody? It's Freddie Peck here at the Training Orc podcast and. Yeah, it's, it's here, dude. We got the Your Boy Kung Ming review. The PA Works Happy Music anime? A PA Works jam that maybe won't make you cry? I don't know if that makes me happy or not. I didn't watch it, but my boys did, and I got them here with me. Hey, yo, what's up? It's Lego Pizza, bitches. Back at it again. Uh, hey, it's Pink Menace. Sud, dude. You really got to do this every recording. <laughs> it's your voice spades. <laughs> they look just the same, too. Yeah, but, except I actually wear colors. Like I said, this is from Studio PA Works, a, a studio that's always put out some stuff that everybody knows about. And it's a music anime, but it's also historically inspired. And Kung Ming was a real Chinese motherfucker, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was a strategic general. Yeah, yeah. He, his legend echoes through the annals of uh, 
history. Mm-hmm. Especially over there in the Asia parts, dude. The anals of every Asian. Yeah. I uh, wish I could be there. Of my American ass after this show, too. You know what? Fair. He he can he can live in my anals. I'm gonna make a of that. Uh, I knew of his name originally years back when playing Dynasty Warriors. That's where I first was introduced to the War of the Three Kingdoms. Yep. That's what those games are about. And he wasn't a playable character or anything, but his name comes up a lot, too. It's just like, you know, your general battlefield strategist. So now seeing a show about him, I'm like, wow, I've really got to go replay Dynasty Warriors. And now he's your tactician band manager, almost, for your Battle of the Bands-esque, like, uh, pop star. tournament. Pop star, yeah. yeah. I like it. I really like that um, Carolyn Tuesday anime. Yeah, I think Watanabe. that's it's a really good comparison, especially like the music vibes. What are they called? They have like America's Next Idol, American Idol, yeah, America's Next uh, Flavor of Love. For rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tequila, tequila, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, so totally crazy dynamic, pulling a bunch of crazy stuff from random worlds, putting together into beautiful music anime. I'm question mark. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lots of music. Adorable main character, blonde with a baseball cap. Yeah, Aiko's yep. awesome. She really is wholesome as shit, the runner honey. But I didn't watch it, like I said, so you guys can take it from here. I, what did we leave off in our, uh, should you watch your boy Kung Ming or, no, no, what was the name of this podcast? We talked about this, our first impressions. I think it was just called your boy Kung Ming. I think should that's right. Should you watch your boy Kung Ming, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where did we leave off in that one? There off? was a festival, like a music festival going on. And there was a big band, I think, it wasn't Jet Set Radio, but it was something like that. It was, Jet Jacket, I think? That might be it. Um, and they got this nice fancy center stage when Aiko got a stage where they first got at this festival years ago. And it's like off in the side, like there's a tree blocking it and everything. The beta stage. Yeah. The, oh, you're a fucking nobody. Here you go, nobody. Stage. And they ended up pulling some Kung Ming bullshit-ass strategy to make everyone go from that stage over to hers to watch her perform. And and then it ended with this manager of, like, a big tour called, like, Summerfest or something like that coming up to Aiko and Kung Ming and uh, asking them if they wanted to compete for a slot at the Summerfest, which is, like, her... That's, like, her dream is to play at that festival. Mm-hmm. So and, some more psychological strategy type shit. Totally different environment, though. Yeah. Way more wholesome. We're trying to get the money now, not get out of the money hole. Exactly. Well, it was wholesome until Kung Ming at one point goes, oh, yeah, if this was back in my time, I'd have had all those three band members executed with their heads on a pike for everyone to see. And it's like, oh, boy. Then they'll know I belong on the main stage. Yeah. As a true alpha male. Beta! <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I deserved that. So just a quick synopsis for everybody listening. The show revolves around Kong Ming, also known as uh, Zhu Zhelang, who was a tactician in the third century China during the Three Kingdoms era. Uh, he was on his deathbed, and his last breath was wishing that he could be reincarnated into a more peaceful era, mm-hmm. and he got his wish. He gets isekai into modern-day Japan, so basically a reverse isekai, Halloween, nonetheless. Yeah, on Halloween night in Japan during a crazy festival, and he thinks there's, like, demons everywhere. He thinks he's in hell. 
but he's actually in modern day Japan. He goes to a bar and he gets serenaded by a beautiful and amazing singer. Lady boy singer. <laughs> <laughs> Name Aiko, yeah. our main character. Uh, and then she teaches him, you know, the what's going on in the the, the modern Japan world. And he decides that he's going to use his tactician skills to become her manager and make her dreams come true because he thinks that through music in this peaceful era, he can make a bigger difference than he could in some sort of battlefield. And that's basically just what the show's about is just those two teaming up, trying to conquer the music industry. I guess he would, would you say he's somewhat like on a personal mission to live a more fulfilling life this time? No, he's on the same mission as back then. A mission of, of world glory? peace. No, of oh, world, world peace. peace. Okay. Yep, that's why he ended up following. I think it's Liu Bei, back in the yes the war. Liu Bei was the king of the the dynasty, or like yeah. whatever his side was of the three kingdoms. That's why he followed him because he wanted world peace. He didn't want to have war anymore. So now he saw this girl who's singing can just make everyone calm, happy, and content, and went. My lord, I think I can do it this time. Essentially, he found his new king. Yes. Yeah. To serve. Absolutely. And spread peace through that. her music. I'm already, uh, my heart is already warm. Yeah. Which is good. Because it's just more wholesomeness, the whole show. It's just such a banger. Yeah. Prepare to get heartburn if your heart's warm now. Uh, really? So it doesn't have any, like, uh, heartbreaking stuff happen? There were a few scenes that were like actually kind of sad because you get attached to certain people and you find out things aren't all that peachy keen in the music industry. Yeah. PA Works always nails that in anime. There was one because Spades and I watched it together and there was like one episode I looked at and I'm like, I swear to God, I'll catch you fucking crying. I'll beat the shit out of you. Then I almost started crying. (laughs) (laughs) See, we left. Yeah, was that? (laughs) (laughs) We baited. Uh, We left off. Uh, like we said, where they have this new task of trying to get to win a competition to get into the music fest, and the competition revolves around getting a hundred thousand likes. Yeah, on like a single social media post, and she's like topped out at like one forty something. Can't relate, but yeah, go on. So yeah, so basically, Kungming has to create a strategy of trying to figure out how to get her views while it goes on her own personal mission to like write better music in order to get more fans. Uh, and I think, like, a, the immediate thing that Kong Ming decides is that she needs, like, something else in the band besides her. Yeah. And so he goes to recruit a rapper. And oh, I thought she was thinking, like, a tambourine or something. <laughs> nah. Nah, it's better because we just get a bunch of rap battles for, like, three episodes. Dude, Japanese pop rap shit. Oh, man. I love it, it really, really put in the work, too. Like, it was good. I think those were my favorite episodes. Oh, they were so awesome. You Hypnosis meet this character. Mike level, baby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You meet this character named Kabe Taijin, and he's, like, this scrawny little dude in a hoodie. Who's always having stomach problems. Yeah, who has, like, really bad stomach problems, but, like, in high school was kind of a reject, but found a friend who introduced him to freestyling. And really got into freestyling. Cyphers. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Uh, and so he starts getting like really good at doing cyphers. All he does is like go home and write after school and stuff. And then he starts going into competitions and he ends up like beating everybody. And he's like a three time champion of like this yeah. local, like really big freestyle uh, rap competition. Did you notice the straight up Eminem trope? Uh, not trope, but reference in it too. 
He's sitting in the bathroom stall. He's shaking and stuff. He's wearing the gray hoodie and everything. And Spade says, is this an eight mile reference? I just went, I swear to God, he throws up. I'm going to scream. Sure enough, he throws up in the sink. I'm like, that's it. He looks down at the sink, just a bunch of meatballs and spaghetti. I was, I was sitting there like, Kong Ming spaghetti. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you get to learn about his strife because he's, he's, has a bunch of stomach problems. He has like a stomach ulcer and it affects him on stage. And so he actually decided to stop freestyling. And that's when Kung Ming finds him. Which to point out, the reason why he has the stomach ulcers, did you see his room just littered with energy drinks? Oh yeah. Which I, I said that too, because I'm like, he's walking out of 7-Eleven and he's holding his stomach. I'm like, boy, put the Red Bull down and go get some sleep. <laughs> sure enough, like you see 10 minutes later, he's up at like 3 a.m. writing with like, it, it looked like a 32 pack empty. So Kong Ming thinks that he's the perfect person to like join the the group to like make Aiko's music even better, but he has to like convince Kabitajin to come back into the fold of freestyle and be a dope ass rapper again. Ah, so he has to think of a way to inspire him to motivate him. Kong Ming's got like seventeen plans going on for each goal he's trying to achieve, and he had like five of those up at the same time as well. Like this dude is it, he's going to sit real high up in that battle of smartest anime characters. Mm. Like, Easily. It's, it's, and he does it effortlessly. I don't think I've ever seen him sweat trying to make one of his goals happen. They just work. Yeah, it's just effortless for him. It's like having Shikamaru like, as your business agent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but Shikamaru will be like, oh man, this is a pain. Kung Ming literally just puts his arms up. He's like, the heavens, the stars... And the man have aligned. It will work. Like, his energy is amazing, too. Like, I would be inspired. I need that stuff when I wake up. And then the the manager of the bar that Echo... I'm calling her Echo. I just love the way it sounds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, Ico, right? Ico, yeah. But, like, the when I saw it, I looked at Pink, and I was like, her name's fucking Echo. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I love her even more. But um, the manager is like has a hard on for Kung Ming, so like because he's a he's a nerd about the Three Kingdoms oh, era. Yeah, he's the, the history buff. Yep. Like they even make a few jokes about it. Like Kung Ming will mention something, and that guy comes like chibi sprinting, just <laughs> slams his hands on the desk. Are we talking about the Three Kingdoms in here? <laughs> it's like me with feet. No, that's pink. hey yo. You trying to watch Akabe <laughs> Sailor uniform? Yeah. I got a review on it. Don't listen to it. Just watch it. Trust me. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he has to get Kabitajin to come back into the world of freestyling. And he does that basically by challenging him to a freestyle and, like, talking shit. But secretly, it's just to, like, get him to be motivated to, like, prove him wrong. And then they have a battle against each other. No way. And it's the coolest thing ever because it's, like, they're just rapping on stage but then the anime gives us these crazy visuals of, like, dragons attacking each other while they're rapping yeah, against each other. It's like some hypnosis mic shit. Rap mm-hmm. wizards. Uh, it's and, so dope. And Kung Ming is, like, it's exactly what you would expect. This guy with, like, a 680 IQ is just laying out these freestyles like he's been growing up listening to this. And Kabi Taijin, what I noticed, too, when I watched it was... At first, he was, like, stuttering a little and stuff, but as he just kept going, he started finding his pace again, and I was just like, yo, this kid is the shit. Hey, I like that. He's really good at, like, mixing in English words, too. Yeah. In, in his, like, 
rap that's mostly so in dope. Japanese. So it's like you kind of catch some words and be like, oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Just YouTube, Kung Ming Rap Battle. You can check it out. But yeah, Kung Ming went hard on like figuring out like the music culture. At one point, he's just sitting in like a broom closet with speakers and he's sitting there with the headphones on. He takes them off and it's like EDM and rap and all this other bullshit. And he's just fucking getting in tuned with the culture. And he's like, man, that country music, I just can't. Yeah, thank God he was uh, reincarnated into modern day Japan and not modern day Pennsylvania or Kentucky or <laughs> wherever the fuck that music comes from. Yeah, that had me thinking when you were saying he got, I just want a peaceful life. And then he gets sent to, what, 2020? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I, I was watching some time travel thing the other day. and He secretly gave Kabitajin, uh like, a stomach ulcer, like, cure-all drink before he went to rap so he wouldn't have an issue. And he basically convinced Kabitajin that he didn't have stomach issues. It was just he wasn't dedicated to the freestyle enough. And now he is, so he's goody to go now. Yeah, but yeah. really, it was just Kung Ming gave him, like, some aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, that's that Kung Ming aspirin, so it's like able to cure the bubonic plague. Yeah, yeah, or Corona. Yeah, See, we tie it back. That's then. why it was never relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets him recruited into the gang, and then uh, Iko's like trying to figure out how to make some new music and get inspiration from there. And she meets someone who would like just random person on the street who like plays music and stuff and befriends her. Oh, you mean Lego Pizza as a girl? You th- oh, because she had the bucket hat. Yeah. Right, right. I looked at space and went, why the fuck she dressed like Lego pizza? What the <laughs> hell is this? Yeah, her name's Nanami. She's yeah. great. I really liked her character. She Nanami. was really cool. And she also had a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she befriends her and they play music together. They do like the same cover like every single day when they hang out. Well, and it's like some famous pop star in from Japan. From America. Oh, it's from America. Yeah, right, right, that's right. why the whole song's in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this... Nanami's American? No, no, they do a cover of an American actor's song. You find out Aiko's backstory the whole time is her and her dad used to sing all the time. Her dad died, and her mom's like, you're never going to go anywhere with this. And she almost walked in front of a train. And the manager of the the lounge, like the club she's at, grabbed her by the wrist and was like, dumb kid, if you're going to kill yourself, at least come see the show before this. Then you could decide what you want to do. This American act uh, singer comes up, hits her with this really pretty song, and she's like, I want to move people the way I was moved. And that's her backstory to the whole thing. Cue tears. So before she even goes out on the street, Kung Ming's like, yeah, I'm, I've been out party- partying all this time, but he's really been trying to like meet people out in public and see if he can make more moves. And he does. He meets, like, the best producer in Japan. And he's like, look, you go meet up with this guy. Take these three things with you. I have them numbered one through three. If you get anxious, open them up in that order. And she's like, oh, okay. So as she's getting there, she's like, I'm so nervous. And the first one is pudding. She's like, okay, sure, why not? So she goes and gets the pudding and then goes and meets this producer. And he's like... Ah, uh, yeah, I really don't know, kid. I'm not in the mood. Yo, is that pudding? <laughs> <laughs> and then he eats the pudding. He's like, "All right, let's see what you got." And she's it's like Pokemon with that guard. He's like, "Damn, I'm thirsty." 
oh, is that fresh water? <laughs> and he lets you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then she starts singing. He's like, you've got a great voice. You got range, but you don't have a voice of your own. Come back when you find it. This is two weeks before that 100,000 like deadline. So she's like, holy crap, I am so, I'm freaking out. What do I do? Opens up the second one, and it's like a, per- a permit to perform in the streets. So she's like, okay, sure, I, I, can, I can watch other people sing. And that's when she met up with this other girl. And she didn't have a permit, so it was like perfect coincidence that she was able to pretend to be part of her band, and she had a permit. So she like saved the girl from getting like evicted from the space by the cops. Yeah, yeah. it's like a busking permit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Where they ended up making such a great do, and she's like, "Oh, I see what you're doing. I want to try doing that." Like it's putting her own spin on it. That's how Carol and Tuesday started out. That was like the opening scene. They're on like a bridge playing together, meeting for the first time. That's so cool. Yeah, it's I, I've seen a lot of people compare this show to Carol and Tuesday, but like with the isekai twist. Hmm, yeah. I'd imagine this is way hyper. Dude, I'd imagine while I got the mic, dude, my three things in the boxes, they would just be a, a joint, a joint, and a joint. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling anxious, Franny? Here, open these up in order. It's very important. Small blunt, medium-sized blunt, bigger blunt. So the what's the third thing? Blunt. Uh, the third thing was actually a ticket to like this uh, tower's sky, sky lobby on the rooftop. Yeah, the executive suite. Yeah, it was just like this place with like a really, really pretty, really view. great view, and starry night and everything. So that ended up coming into play later when she found out that like they won't really be hanging out much anymore. And Who Aiko and Kung Ming? No, no Aiko and, and, and her Nanami. New friend. Yeah. yeah, okay. And she's like, "Oh, well, we'll just go here. Come with me." And then they go to this rooftop, and they just kind of like. They hang out one more time before she's got to go. But you also find out her friend Nanamin is also a bass player and lead singer for this really, really up-and-coming pop band in Japan who's also trying to compete. In the same 100,000 likes competition. Yeah. Ah, friend rival. Yeah, there's one point, too, where Kung Ming's doing this, like, divination thing with Rods. He's like, that's weird. Why did I get the friends under the rival star? Mm. Weird. And it turned out that's exactly what happened. They were opposing forces, but they were friends. Some good-ass anime shit. It was a really good anime. Like, we'll sit here and talk about it, and we'll try to hype this up. I ain't gonna do that, though. Yeah, especially when it comes to, like, it being really centered around music and stuff. Like, we can't do that part justice, so it's really on the viewers to go and just watch the, the anime and just listen to the amazing music in it. Yeah. Balling ass rap, great singing from Aiko, just all around, just amazing. It's cool. I feel like with Tacked Off Destiny, we really dove into like the mechanics and uh, terminologies and history of music, and then this one, it's more like uh, the feeling and the vibe, exactly. and the spirituality of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's how music affects people instead of like how people can make music. Yeah, we're becoming quite musical over here. Yeah, even my farts starting to sound better. <laughs> My crescendos are becoming more full. I'm um, crescendoing. Uh, don't. Mom, try to crescendo. <laughs> don't open the door. So we got a friend rival. Dude, that's my rival. Sasuke Uchiha up in here. It wasn't that. It wasn't like a that's my rival thing. It was more of like, 
no, we're friends first. Well, the big thing is neither of them know that they're competing in the competition against each other because in in the band Azalea, the girl that plays the bass, she wears a mask. So like you don't see her All her see pictures her on her, like the billboards and stuff. It, like it's all just them in their costumes. So you don't, she doesn't know that Azalea is actually. That's hype. Uh, yeah. They're like the Jabberwockies, yo. Yeah, exactly. They're like the gorillas. And the best is that that band Azalea, they started out like three people in high school. Like, yo, we're just going to start a rock and roll band. It's going to be really fun. And they were having fun with it. And then they met a producer. What was it? Key Time. Yeah. yeah like the the CEO of this big producing company, Key Time, ended up meeting them and went, you guys are good. But you'll never make it in the industry like this. Do what I say and you guys will get famous. And he looks like a piece of crap, talks like a piece of crap. He has a cane. Yeah. You and know he's, he's a, a piece of shit. So it's just like, oh, fuck this guy. Ends up giving all them these like really like... Skimpy outfits. Yeah. And making them do dancing more than singing at this point. And they're like, this isn't even us. They were going through it just because they wanted to get famous so they can start making their own music. Because they just trusted what he said and was just like, yeah, I guess we'll sacrifice everything that we like all of our, you know, choice in the matter in order to like make it in the music industry and do what we love. Yeah. Are they currently down this same career path right now or are they deviated from it? No, so they're in the middle of that and uh, Nanami, who's the lead singer of Azalea, has been like struggling with the duality of like wanting to be famous and be successful, but then also wanting to like do what she loves and do the music her way. And that's why she started going on the street and performing music in her own way. Mm. And that's when she meets up with uh, Aiko. And so they become friends when she's struggling through that. And, you know, they help each other because Aiko needs to find her voice. And that's what uh, Nanami is doing. And Nanami is trying to figure out, like, how to be successful without having to, like, sell out. Sell out. And she sees Aiko doing that. So they, like, help each other out. And then they find out they're basically rivals because uh, the producer of Key Time figures out that she's been hanging out with Iko and that Iko is like a rival in the competition and basically says like, cut that shit out. Like you need to come practice with the group and you need to perform exactly perfectly or else you're never going to make it. Um, and so she basically can't hang out with her anymore. And that's when they have that rooftop hangout. And it's like one of the most wholesome things ever. Yeah. And it's just like two really good friends realizing that they can't really be friends right now. And, because they're like rivals. And it was like an episode where it was like the skies were all gray. Like both of them were miserable and stuff. But like they were both still pushing forward to their own goals. It's poetic as fuck. It really was. Like fuck you oh, We're not going to do this justice the way we're talking about it. We can't. And later on, Kung Ming's like, okay, our strategy is in effect. It is two days until the deadline. Let's get moving. So what he does is he basically rents this big truck that looks like something that the CEO of this big producing company would have. And he parks it right outside of there and it opens up and all these people. Oh, and it's uh, the CEO's like, yeah, if you come to our concert, we'll have this. Um, what is that thing? The little square uh, QR code. Yeah. QR code where some people can win a million dollars. And of course, people are going there for that alone. Well, Kung Ming's like, well, if you. Something we did back in my time is if you don't have something, borrow something. So he gets his own truck, parks it out there, and people are like, oh, shit, it's Azalea. Where's the QR code? 
As so they pick, put up a fake QR code that links to their social media posts oh. so that they can steal all the likes. Yo! Azalea shows up right at their, like, the nine nine hundred eighty thousand mark or something. And it stops. And then Kung Ming's like, oh, slander them. So they get, what's his name? Kabitajin. Thank you. Kabitajin goes up and he drops the hardest imp, like, freestyle diss I've heard in many moons. On Azalea? Yeah. He, You're all fake. You just dance. You're no good. No talent. Oh. He's, he was going off, man. Oh. It was so brutal. Because everybody found out that was a fake QR code and they yeah. went to the real one. But that backfired. And then Kong Ming's like, Echo, it's up to you. Only you can do this now. And she starts singing her new song. That, that like, she finally finished. Yeah. And people loved it. Oh, it's like VV Florence High song. And um, then after that, Azalea... All three of the like the singers for that group just start crying because they're like, we miss doing our own music. Yeah, they like so, see Iko doing exactly what they want to do, and they basically are just like, fuck is this? So Nanami takes off her little masquerade mask and goes, oops, oh well, get your instruments, girls, and they start playing their own music once again. And the producers like, damn it, I was too late. And then Ed, both of them ended up like getting over 100,000 likes. Like, Kung Ming even comes up and goes, whoa, Mr. Producer, man, don't be mad at them. Look. It's like they got like 140,000 likes on social media. He's like, everyone loves them. He's like, yeah, but that, the competition's over. So it doesn't matter. And then you find out at the end, though, the producer's actually a really cool dude. I was so upset. I was like, I really hope this guy doesn't just be like a total like floppy cock the entire time. Like... I hope this guy's got some blood flow in his heart. And he got stiff. And it basically turns out that he was in like a band, a rock band himself in his younger years. And he went through a similar path as Azalea. Yeah. But he failed and then went, fuck it. Let's corporatize everything. I'm going to help people get famous. Nice. All right. Reminds me of the manager from Carolyn Tuesday. He was a little more blackpilled. He gave up. This guy went evil for a little bit. Yeah. He, yeah, pretty much. He doomered it. But, but Kong Ming showed people. him like the the real way, right? Like just let them do what they're they want to do, and just give them the resources, and they'll flourish. And so he basically lets Azalea stay a part of like, to. what's up? Do what they want. Yeah, to. yeah. P- perform the way that they want to. Drop all the charades. Don't wear the skimpy outfits and the masks. Just perform the way you want to. But you're still gonna practice all the time, and like you're just gonna per- uh, perfect your craft. So all of this is leading up to the finale, which would be these this tournament, I'd imagine. No, that so was the end of this. This end, the end of the season was that last like battle for the QR code likes. Oh, so we get another like not even close to the end. No, yeah, no, she still got to perform. I see. I was like, what wow. if Kung Ming was just gonna help her get there? And then at the end, like, there's this huge party for Aiko about it. And Kung Ming just goes off to the rooftop to go chill, do his own Kung Ming thing. And she's like, I knew I'd find you up here. Come on, there's a whole party down there. People want to see you. He goes, all right, I'll be down in a little while. I'm just enjoying this right now. And she sits down and talks with him and stuff. And he basically gave her the whole, no, I'm seeing this through. This This is my ultimate plan. World Peace Volume 1. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh shit! Which I, means like he's gonna be he's gonna be giving us the seasons as volumes, I think, because he just called season one volume one. 
Yeah, that's fat as hell. I thought you were going to go with like a Batman Commissioner Gordon type scenario. <laughs> no, nah. she's sending out the Kong Ming symbol. Symbol. No, she's just talking to him, and then he's he's just gone. <laughs> he just like where are the other the musicians? Music. Where's world peace? All right, so it kind of gives you a confirmed like we'll be back. Yeah. yeah, this is the beginning of Kong Ming's journey, and I think that this show was such like an underrated show that did really well once the season got going. I think there was a lot of eyes on it. It has really good uh, rating on Mal. I think that there's going to be a second season. It had a lot of eyes on it just for like the wacky wild premise of it. Well, and it is one of the best OPs of all time. I, all right. It is. I don't care what anybody says. Chi 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 Bon Bon is you the- You say that all the time. No, no. This one is different, dude. You watch this and you can't not dance with them. It is. It, it's a really good music video. I think. Like that's what it is as an OP. Like if I didn't have the visuals to that OP, I would hate it. Yeah. But like, for sure. they get up and they make a music video out of it. Like, and of course, it's Kung Ming and Aiko dancing, which neither of them can dance, and that proved it alone. But they just made it really cool. Well, and as the season progresses, they add all the characters that they befriended into the into the dance. Yeah. They so like, that goes hard. Yeah, it's really cool. You can see it progress with like, it's the heart. Every single person that they've added to like their camaraderie team of mm-hmm. like people helping Ico out and they, stuff. They don't do the Hunter Hunter where it's like, oh, season three, episode one, you've already seen all the main villains. Like you, you see who she's going to be going up against, but they don't spoil anything about it. They don't spoil who's going to be joining along the way or anything either. They have a perfect mystery for you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that about it. We all know the viability and the potential of a. A hit or viral OP dance music thing with Chica from Oh yeah, Kagi Sama Love Is War. So absolutely, and all of these reviews on my anime list, even from I recognize his name, Rebel Panda, who is uh, very harsh on certain anime. I don't know if I you remember guys remember his that too. Name, yeah. Even these guys, like you know, pa- Parapi Komue is a treasure, and and so was the star Kung Ming, one of the most accomplished. Blah blah. This guy goes. I take great pride in watching this anime before the giant OP craze. He says, "Right there, you guys are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it. I, I would be. It would be a shame if they didn't continue this." Oh, like I was telling Lego earlier, there's gonna be people out here who are gonna be like, "Oh, this is tasteless. Oh, this is so stupid. I'm only here for Kung Ming. I, I don't, I don't like the Three Kingdoms. I'm just here for the cool rap battles." But your opinions are relevant, and we don't like you. You're probably not a fan of the Training Arc podcast if you're that shallow anyway, so. I, I feel like this anime just does a banger job of, like, captivating those culture seekers because, like, all right, like you just said, you're there for the history of the Kong Ming. You recognize some of that. But then there's also, like, music appreciation. And then there's even, if you're not too big of a music fan, you probably like rap. And if you don't like rap, you probably like other music, so you're more into the singing thing. So. They even had the pop idols and everything, too, yeah. Or if you're just a fan of, like, Slice of Life animes. I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of just like a Slice of Life with, like, a little twist. But they actually accomplished something within 12 episodes <laughs> yeah, instead right. of 140 waiting so for a single hand-holding that's scene. That's huge. So, like, what I'm getting at is, like, I feel like you come for the... One thing, but then you stay for everything. Exactly, like, yep. it's a culture trap. That's I think where that's, I was. I think that's the best way to describe the show. It's like you you think you're gonna see one thing, and you're gonna be like, "All right, I'm really cool with, I'm really interested in seeing this." And then you, there's just so much other stuff going on, and you're just enthralled with all of it by the end of the show. By the end of like not the third episode, but by the end of episode five, I was like, "I'm not." I'm I'm. There's not a chance I'd drop this. I, I'd have to be in the hospital to not finish this. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a banger. Yeah. Through and through. 
it's it's really it's kind of hard to talk about it though because we've said that from the beginning i remember in the first impressions we were saying like we cannot describe how what the show is doing for us yeah what the show is it's ethereal yeah It, it transcends like what you'd expect what you can describe like i there's no way i could tell someone to watch this if i didn't know them but at the same time, I feel like this is a show that anyone could watch and go, well, that was at least fun. Yeah, for sure. I don't. It's not going to go on a lot of people's top 20s. It, it's got an 8.24. It's got an impressive store, score. Yeah, it was one of the other bangers of the season. So Yeah. But it was, it was a late bloomer. Like, I don't think, like, anybody expected this. Because when it first dropped previews, like, during preview season, it was towards the bottom of the list. And then once episodes started coming out, the rating just kept going up. It was yeah, like 7.5, 8.0, now it's 8.24, whatever the hell. Well, no one would see it on High Dive at first, and I'm sure the variety of all those videos of, of the OP and the dances got around. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, there was so many. Like, on TikTok and stuff, I've seen TikToks of people doing the dance from the music video OP. Wow, that's that's really... That takes a lot of talent to do that dance. What brave people? No, it's just a bunch of weebs who can't dance. So what it's fine. brave people? <laughs> yeah, imagine if it wasn't locked in on uh, High Dive Jail. It probably would have even it would have blown up. Order like It'd Spy Family, up. right? Agreed. I think it's coming to Netflix. Am I wrong? I, I heard about that. That could just be you know that good old internet fake propaganda. Uh, I'm fine. really interested if they do an English dub and to see what the rap is like. They in are. English. It, two episodes already dubbed. Are, are they, is, that, is that serious? Yeah, on high dive. We, we, we checked yeah, it like high. the other night. They didn't change the songs. Like Iko still sings the oh, way okay. it is in the sub, but I think they're gonna her, and the her rap. thoughts end up getting translated. So because I think that the either the third or fourth episode is where the rap starts. That's getting dubbed. I think the fourteenth of October, and then I think the thirty first of October. Oh shit! So right. like you'll I'm have, look out for that. You'll have, like, four episodes that are fully dubbed, except for the singing. Yeah. I don't think they're going to change the rap either. I hope they do. It's uh, th- That's going to be kind of hard, because you're going to try to keep these words that mean the same thing in two different languages, but sound so different, and then make a coherent rap song out of it. I mean, they did I it mean, in Naruto. That's Naruto. Killer B only rapped like a little bit, and it wasn't like this crazy high production like how they did in this show. Yeah, you're right. I, it, I don't know. It would I be just, a very it, risky move, but it could be really good. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, English VAs get paid dog shit in the anime industry, so I doubt that they'll have the money in the bank to like hire someone who could actually competently rap, even if it's not technically a freestyle because it's like already written for them. Yeah. Plot twist, it's Eminem. Yo, imagine <laughs> Marshall Mathers comes out on stage to diss Kung Ming. What a time! He's the only hope we have. Kung Ming would honestly f- fucking end the rap game single handedly, and he would uh, he would ally every rapper together. Facts. It- it's what big rap doesn't want. What are, <laughs> what are your scores? <sighs> um, solid nine. Solid. I think I would go with like a 9-4. This one's like an 8 for me. I, it's, I like Tomodachi game. I gave that a higher score more because I, I like the premise of it more. This, I'm not a slice of life guy. This is something normally I wouldn't watch and go, this is phenomenal. However, 
this is Kong Ming. It is phenomenal. Mm. So if I'm going to include that as like a surprise, like, whoa, I really liked this, even though this genre ain't my deal, this is a nine. That's this, fair. This is huge. Like, I really liked this way more than I expected. I thought I was just going to watch it for silly little laughs, like, haha, funny, Chinese man speaks Japanese. Like, <laughs> I ended up leaving going, wow, I hope all of them get famous and get the clout they deserve. I hope that they can make world peace happen through I music. I hope so, too. Yeah, I, I just chose this anime because I thought your boy Kung Ming was a hilarious anime name. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, Lego, let it be known, we have good taste. Both Facts. of our picks were absolute fire. Facts. Not hot trash fire, but supreme fuego. Dude, we got some sort of knack for picking good music anime. Yeah. Facts. Hypnosis Mike, this one. We got the tactile. Beepity beep bop. We're going to ignore Ikiburo Westgate Park. <laughs> was that music? It was like rap group. It was uh, so bad, though. Say, musical street gangs? Yeah, kind of. It was like a mix of like a Hypnosis Mike and Tokyo Revengers, but with the worst aspects of both. <laughs> it, it was just so bad. It's like Benny and the Jets. Freddy! Alright, I'm coming. Hey. Yeah, this is my harem. They walk. Well, they go get them. Yeah, tell them I said hi. Tell them if they uh, want to switch up loyalty. Uh, I totally like wouldn't betray your trust like that. Where's Mona Bakun? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's that was the other podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I found out that one too is uh, being aired right now in dub. Tomodachi game. Ooh. On Crunchyroll. I kind of want to see what they all sound like. I agree. Well, that's that. I mean, Mean Space are going to hit you with the Skeleton Knight review and um, what was that other one that we definitely didn't forget about? The Executioner and her way of thighs? Yeah. I was going to make them sweat a little bit more. The Executioner and the weight of them thighs. Sheesh. They're coming. Don't worry. Hopefully to land on my face. <laughs> we tried to stop the podcast. Turns out they're not letting us. Nah. I was like, did Lego kick me from all the way over there? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kicked you. He like <laughs> definitely he, my foot. <laughs> he did the uh, boomerang bucket hat technique. Call me odd job, baby. I, yeah, I watched him like pull the edges off of it, and they're razor sharp. He just skated that thing on the ground like walking the dog with a yo-yo trick, but it went right back to his head. Well, speaking of dog, it's time yeah, to get up, position. You know, everybody thinks better when they're in doggy. If you haven't gotten doggy position yet today, do it. It helps your blood flow. It's kind of like Pilates, and it, it's cool when you do so. When someone asks you to, especially when it's doggy, it makes yeah. you feel a little subordinate. Got to max out that doggy DPS. And yeah, and all this time, I thought it was like a defensive position to, you know, brace you for maximum impact. But you taught me the way. Yeah, it's both, man. And I'm. I just learn every day. Thank God I'm also stupid. I'm going to forget within five hours. It's too. basically an intellect trait, right? Because it makes you think better. Yeah. But then it also protects you from thought bombs. Wow. There's an alchemy aspect to it, too. If you arch your back a certain way and you hit the Fibonacci spiral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen Lego do that. I've watched his whole like brain actually light up like those memes where they have silly LED lights inside of a head. You can manifest quite a bit of phosphorus. I manifest that anyway, and methane. I've been farting all day. 
Making ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Saving the planet, making ghosts, and finishing up another goddamn podcast. Wow. I really can do it all except have dopamine naturally in my blood. <laughs> so On that note, <laughs> let's go do some substances to get dopamine. All right. All right I got guys. The Clorox. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you the next time. Peace. Later. Later.